Welcome to the Branches podcast. Branches is a community of faith, hope and love in the South Orange County. We are a church for people who don't go to church. If you'd like to learn more about our faith or our community, visit our website at branchesoc.com. And um, there's these other rituals. We talked about communion. And so some people will come here and they'll see this communion thing. Oh, well, you eat this, you drink this wine, you have this bread. It's not even wine, it's juice. What, is that supposed to be Jesus? Now you're saved. Because you don't understand it. You don't understand the background to it. Or before, the Sunday before, we talked about the basics of confession. And if you haven't, you know, seen that experience, that, why do I have to go to someone? Who made that person the boss? Why do I? So if you don't know the background of these basic rituals, you're not going to appreciate them, respect them, or honor them. So we want to look at them in Scripture, see where they came from, and look at them to say, why are they these basic rituals that we adhere to? Why do we have confession? Why do we have communion? And then this week, baptism. And so, because I just love to do this, you're going to get in groups. And you're like, oh, and then you love it. Groups of like uh, between, let's say, minimum of four. And have, try to have someone in there you don't know. And if you feel like, oh, this is dumb. What are we doing this for? Hey, I get it. So what? We're doing it anyways. So between four to five, and this is the question, why baptism? You don't have to have the right answer. In fact, if you think you have the right answer, you're, anyone that's always like, I know, they're, they're annoying. So just go, well, this is what I think. So in the group in general, it's just like, this is why I think we have baptism, and this is my understanding of it, whatever. If you feel weird about it, that's what I would talk about, share that. If you have questions about it, share that. If you had an experience with it, share that. But there's only like five minutes which means everyone in there only gets like 30 seconds, right? So groups of four to five, move your chairs if you need to. Um, if you're just petrified and you don't want to talk, just stare at everybody. Give them the thumbs up or go like this, which means I pass. All right, go ahead. Groups of four to five. All right. A couple more minutes. Okay, so if you could, let's, uh, let's gather back together. And then open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 28. And if you don't have a Bible, the ushers, the hosts, we like to call them, uh, will bring you one. And uh, if you don't have a Bible, make this one yours. Or if you have your own, bring it. Like, bring it every week. In fact, not only bring it every week, but hopefully that'll spur you to leave it in your car. And then it's left in your car, you may read it during the week. Because we want to be a people that are in God's Word. We have it, which is a a gift beyond gifts. So if you don't have one or if you didn't bring one this morning, take the one that the ushers bring and uh, make it yours or borrow it and bring it back, but make it a habit to have it. So Matthew 28, 17 through 20, we're going to look at the question, why baptism? Well, this, uh, Matthew chapter 28, Jesus says to his disciples, uh, and it's more than just the 12, it's everybody that's up on the hill with him. He says, therefore, go and make disciples. So make more of you of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So that word disciple gets thrown around and like we like to do here at Branches, we like to take a word and make it something that we understand. And so, in their culture, what that was was an apprentice. 
and I'm staring here at a carpenter right in front of me. And so when I was in college, I'd really love the idea, the romance of, of working with wood. And so I went to this carpenter and I said, hey, I'd like to be your apprentice and you don't have to pay me anything. I just graduated. I was going to, I was valeting cars because that's what you do when you graduate college. You get that great degree and you go and you park cars. And, but on the side, I thought, well, I really want to learn this. I want to apprentice. And when you apprentice, by the way, he didn't take me on. He's like, uh, it's too much work. I'm not going to do it. So I never got to do it. So I, I suck at working with wood, but I love it. And what I would have done if he was smart enough to take me on could have been my job. I would have followed him around. I would have watched how he did everything. I mean, he wasn't going to all of a sudden say, okay, now I need you to rip this and I need you to route this. And he would have gone, um, all right, well, put gas in my car. So I would have shown up, put gas in his car. And then we would have drove and I would watch him do everything he did. I'd watch how he'd pull his tools out. I would have watched how he cleaned them. I would have watched how he talked with the owners. I would have watched how he prepared. I'd watch how he'd take his lunch break. Of course, I'd watch the little details, but if you're going to apprentice, you watch everything. That's part of what being an apprentice is. So if you apprentice with a teacher, if you're a student teacher, they come and they go, look, stay out of my way and just watch. And that's your first job as a student teacher. You just sit there, you're apprenticing, you're studying to be a teacher, you watch. Then they may let you run some centers. Then they may let you be up front, but you, you have to learn from them. And when you learn from them, you don't do it by watching a whiteboard, you watch them. And so a apprentice, a disciple, is a student. And so these students of Jesus, they were given a commandment, not a suggestion like, hey, if you got some spare time, I'm going to heaven right now. This is what, you know, if, if, you, if you're not too busy, no, this was like, look, you bought all in, your students, your apprentices, now you're up. Your turn. It's go time. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to go and make other students. Now, do you make them become students? No. We, we studied that before. But you're giving them the opportunity. You're inviting them. I got turned down to be a carpenter's apprentice. You don't get turned down to be an apprentice of Jesus until you decide, well, I don't like that part of it, then you're out. Because you made that decision, hey, I like this, I like that, but I'm not into that. So if I got there and I was apprenticing to be a carpenter and I'm doing the work and all of a sudden you go, this whole cutting thing, I'm really not into that. I like the, you know, I like the attaching, I like the designing, but the whole, ooh, sawdust, I really don't like sawdust. It's like, well, I don't think you're made out for this. So there's elements of following Jesus where you can't just pick and choose what you want. And so this is a commandment. Therefore, go and make apprentices of all ethnicities, all nations, all types of people, and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, when he commands them to go and baptize, Jesus himself, prior to this, was baptized. So we could show that uh, from uh, Luke chapter 3. And it's in all the, the synoptic gospels. That's Matthew, Mark, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, and in Luke, when all the people were being baptized, so John the Baptist, by the way, Baptist is not his last name. It's like his nickname. So John, uh, Jesus' cousin, was out baptizing at the River Jordan. And Jesus came out, and he was baptized. Now, what were his apprentices, his students thinking when they saw him go out and do that? Because as we talk about that this morning, and we talk about the reality that why get baptized? Well, because it's a commandment. If you make the decision to be an apprentice to Jesus, to be a student, to follow Jesus, 
then you do what he did. And here we see that Jesus is baptized. And as he was praying, heaven was open and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Now, Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. And so let's put ourselves, which is very easy, into the minds of the apprentices and think of how awkward this moment was. I mean, this was part of their culture, but let's face it, baptism just looks weird, right? Like when we talk about this and you're like, oh, and many of you have made a decision to follow Jesus, you trust him, you've confessed him as your Lord and Savior, you're like, yeah, I don't know about that. Because it's just like, I mean, I'm a pastor and I'm like, Kim, we gotta make sure they're scheduled. But I'm thinking, okay, when I go there, should I take my shirt off when I baptize him? Should I have a white t-shirt? Should I put on a wetsuit? Should the girls have full suits? Should they put on bathing suits? Should it be one piece, two pieces? Should they have a t-shirt? Do we go here in the water? Do we go there? Do we go in the harbor? Is it clean? Do we go to a pool that's got chlorine in that weird? Do we go to the ocean? Do we wear robes? What if people are looking? Do we go, hey, do we play music? Like, it's just this thing. It's like, do we? And so these disciples are watching Jesus. He's 30 years old. You, you got to be thinking they're going, what took you so long? Like, you're old now. And now, and what, wait, you're getting, and they're looking around, and like, we're out here with this weird guy, because John, nicknamed the Baptist, was a weirdo. Like, in that culture, like, he wasn't in the temple, because baptism was part of their culture, but it was done in the temple. And it was with you, well, we'll talk about that in a second, but so they're going out, out away from the temple, which you just don't do, because that's not traditional. They go out to the river, and there's this guy who's wearing this weird, like, fur, camel fur stuff, which is just itchy and weird, and he's got a weird belt, and the guy eats bugs. And even to them, they're like, dude, this guy eats bugs. And so he's out in the, and they're like, we're going out to this guy? Like, this weirdo? And everybody had come out. And so if you are thinking about baptism, going, man, this is just not like my norm, it wasn't theirs either. They knew it, they, they, they saw it, it was part of the culture, but still, they're looking at it going, whoa. And I think that Jesus probably, in his wisdom, just like his father, chose something that would pull us out of our comfort zones. So why? Why get baptized? If we want to look at why we get baptized, let's look at Jesus. But I want us to really look at this whole concept of what does it mean to be an apprentice to Jesus? And sometimes you see something and you just, I hear people all the time go, oh, that, you're gonna, that's going to come up on a Sunday morning. And usually it doesn't because I, I don't want to take funny stuff or unique stuff or stuff that's just interesting to me. But this is funny. It's interesting. And it fits. And so um, while they're queuing up the video and getting the sound ready, um, it, it, it gives this picture of what does it mean to work for Jesus? What does it mean to follow Jesus? So it's the Scottish guy, John Tierney. You may have seen the video on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Um, but his daughter, they're sitting in the car. Here's some background to the video. And you're going to have to listen and pay attention. It has subtitles. But he is in his car, and his daughter, who's four, looks out the window, and these two boys are walking by, teenage boys. And she's like, hey, four years old. Dad up front, like, oh, no, 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 no. And she's waving to them and flirting as they walk by. And so he goes, what are you doing? What's, what's that about? Did you know them? He goes, she goes, no, nah, I just want a boyfriend. 
And he's like, mm-hmm. So he takes his phone because he knows this conversation is going to be something he wants to keep. So he takes his phone, puts it in the right corner because, well, he's Scottish. They're on the wrong side of the car. So he puts it over there, and his daughter's in the back, and he decides to video his conversation with his daughter. So try to listen in, and if you can't understand what he's saying because it's too low or because he's Scottish, the subtitles are on the bottom. Of course, it's YouTube, and he's on a little phone, so the video quality isn't everything I'd like it to be. But my favorite part of that was, you're going to be a nun. You're going to be a nun. You're going to work for Jesus. And I love the fact he pulls his cross out. Hey, you're going to work for Jesus. End of story. Boom. And that whole concept of, you're going to work for Jesus. When we look at Jesus and we look at this passage, why did he wait till he was 30 years old? Because right after his baptism, he gets to work. Let's look at it right now. So, um... If you haven't seen this yet, like I told you, it's in several parts. Matthew chapter 3, verses 14 to 15. Remember I told you that it's in three different places, Jesus' baptism. Well, in Matthew, Matthew adds this. He, he adds this part of it that Luke leaves out. Um, John, when he sees Jesus come out, he says, I ought to be baptizing you. Why have you come to me to be baptized? Because this is Jesus, and John knows who Jesus is. Which is weird. You know your cousins, right? How many of you would go, oh, my cousin, he is the child of God, the anointed one. Like, that's my cousin. Like, I know my cousin. John knows who Jesus is. God has revealed to him, no, this is the Messiah, the one you've been waiting for, the one we've all been waiting for. And so John says, why are you coming to me? But Jesus says, for now, this is how it should be. Because we must do all that God wants us to do. Or as many of your Bibles will say, especially the ones we handed out, this must be done to fulfill righteousness, which is a very uh, syllable-filled way to say it's the right thing to do. And so Jesus is saying this is the right thing to do. And his disciples, his apprentices, students are watching. Now for them, baptism was nothing new. But Jesus doing it, the way he was doing it, doesn't make sense to them. Because this is how they've seen baptism done before. The traditional baptism was if you weren't Jewish and you were Gentile. So if you're Gentile, that means you're not Jewish. So I would be considered a Gentile. I was not born in the Jewish faith. If you wanted to become Jewish and change your life to follow the Jewish faith, you would be baptized. And they would even call that a new life. And so you would be baptized into that faith. Makes sense, right? In fact, um, one of the first places we ever see that word, baptize, it's in uh, 300 BC. I mean, we've seen it in other places, but one of the first places in 300 BC, and it's the same word. They're trying to describe what it's like to become Jewish, and the way they describe it, like taking on a faith, right? Because some people think, well, I need to get baptized because I want to be part of this Christian faith. I want to be in the Christian club. And in the same way, that comes from a tradition of the Jewish faith. And the word was uh, baptizo, and it, the, the way one of the people used to describe it was um, in 300 B.C., he said, it's like, it's like a cucumber. We baptize it to change its nature. We pickle it. And so when you get baptized, in a sense, they would look at it like you're getting pickled. Now, I know in our culture that means something else, but... You understand the concept of a cucumber changing. Its actual nature changes because it's in this vinegar. 
And so there was a changing, you're, you're new now, you weren't Jewish, now you are. And so for them, they're looking at Jesus and they're going, but you're getting baptized, you're saying it's the right thing to do, but you're already Jewish. So you're not getting baptized for that reason. One of the other reasons they got baptized was what we talked about here. John the Baptist did this baptism of repentance, saying, I'm gonna live a new life. So all these people would come out to the river because they trusted that John was a man sent from God. And he was saying, you need to repent. And we've talked about this before. Repent doesn't mean feel bad. You did some bad stuff. Repent means to change your mind, to change your life, to live differently. And so all these people came out because they wanted to change their life. And a lot of times in the Christian faith, people go, well, I would need to get baptized. I want to live differently, which is not a bad thing. And it actually falls in line with what it means to follow Jesus but some of us do because we're like, I've done some bad things. I need to kind of fix it. I'm going to get baptized. And then they mess up again. And you're like, well, I did get baptized, but then I got all dirty again. I better go get baptized again. That's not what it is. But there is an understanding that in baptism, there's this sense of saying, look, I'm going to change my life. And yet Jesus is coming up there, and these apprentices, these students are watching him you don't need to change your life. You're the Messiah. You're the chosen. You are perfect. The only perfect human being that's ever walked the earth. So you're getting baptized. So you're obviously not doing it for repentance to change your ways. So why are you, like they're watching. They've got to kind of go through the Rolodex of reasons to get baptized because baptism is this, it's not just a simple answer sometimes. And so they're going, well, it's not for this. and It's not for that. But Jesus walks up and gets baptized and then if you don't know your Old Testament really well, you would have missed this. So Leviticus 8. Here's another reason people would be baptized. Moses is addressing the congregation, the early people, the, the early Israelites. This is what God has commanded, not suggested, but commanded to be done. What? He brings Aaron and his sons forward and washes them with water. Wash meaning immerse them, baptize them. Why Aaron and his sons? Aaron and his sons were the priests. They were the priests of the people. They were the ones that were the ministers. So before they got to work, they were chosen, and now they're getting to work, and they are baptized because God commands it. So when they see Jesus being baptized here, the only thing that seems to make sense is that he's saying, it's time to get to work. Why did he wait till he was 30? He'd been a carpenter all the way leading up to that time. But now he begins his ministry. Let's go back to Luke chapter 3. If you could take us there. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized. And as he was praying, heaven was opened up. The Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. Now, when we say ministry, when you hear that, you always think vocational. But as we've talked about so many times and, and shown through scripture, and we're gonna do a stu another study on that coming up here soon, every member of the body of Christ is a minister. Every member is a minister. When we have confessed Jesus, and remember what we talked about with confession, confession is to say the truth. Like a, like a witness, it's a public confession, like this is the truth. 
And so for you, when you say, look, Jesus is Lord, you're saying he's the boss. And so we see this guy, the Scottish guy going, you're going to work for Jesus, means Jesus is your boss. Now he's doing it for completely different reasons. And he's having fun with it, of course. So when you follow Jesus, yes, you can have a boyfriend, you can have a girlfriend, you can get married, all that stuff. But he's having fun with it, but there's so much truth to that. You're going to work for Jesus. And Jesus here is laying it out like, look, this is to fulfill righteousness. When we make a decision to follow God, we are making a decision that he's the boss. And when he's the boss, we follow him all the way, even when it doesn't make complete sense to us. Well, communion, I don't fully understand it. And when we don't fully understand it, we want to dismiss it. Confession, I don't like that word, and I had a bad experience with it, or I heard about this, or I saw that. But it's one of the basics because it's one of the things we're supposed to do. Baptism, well, you know, I don't really need to. I mean, I've been saved by grace. But Jesus makes it clear this is the right thing to do. Peter, afterwards, at Pentecost, when Jesus is already risen, and they understand now, okay, this is what it's supposed to look like. He's out there talking about Jesus. Look, Jesus came, lived, died, and rose again, and you killed him. And they're all like, ah, oh, what do we do? And there's thousands upon thousands of people out there. And he says to them, this is what you do. Because they're like, what do we do? This is what you do. Follow Jesus and be baptized. It's simple, but you're like, okay, I get the following Jesus part, but really the baptism, they're thinking the same thing we are. But we do it to fulfill righteousness because we trust him. And I think it's probably appropriate he chooses something that's awkward for us because it makes us step out. It makes us push the limit. So let's go back um, just to this one, the last slide. Therefore, go and make disciples, apprentices, students of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. One of the things we're gonna talk about coming up is an obedient faith. And I like the fact that the word obedient is put next to faith. I didn't come up with that, I stole it. Because it just sounded so cool. Because you could talk about having enough faith, but do you have an obedient faith? And to be baptized is an obedient faith. You're gonna follow through, teaching them all that I've commanded you. You're like, I'm gonna do that because Jesus commanded this. Even when I don't fully understand it, I will trust and I follow, I will be obedient. Because you're the boss, I work for you. Where are you gonna send me? John, when he was out, in the, out at the river, and he said to everyone, you need to repent, you need to change. And so all these people are like, what does that look like? Because they were confused. <laughs> like, wait, what does that look like? And so just average Joe Schmoes like me walked up, and they're like, what do I do? What does that mean? And he says, look, you need to share. That's what he said. Hey, you got two, you got two things to wear, you share one of them. Basic stuff, like what does this new life look like? What does a changed life look like? You share. Then the tax collector spoke up, like, okay, what does it look like for me? And they say, look, just do your job. When the Romans tell you this is how much you have to collect that, but don't keep cheating people like you've been doing and taking more. You have to be honest. Change, this is your new life. The soldiers, wait, what do we do? Why go, oh, they're out there at the river, like what? We, we wanted, to, but what are we supposed to do? And John tells them, look, don't extort people. Don't take this power that you have and abuse it. 
What does that look like for you? What does that look like for you to live this changed life? Because you can confess and follow and be baptized, but your life needs to look different. Because that's what John was saying. He goes, don't just come out here to get baptized and then just walk away and live the same life. It needs to be a changed life, which is another way to say, follow the teachings that Jesus has commanded. Obey everything that he tells you to do. Now, we didn't plan this. Like, we, we try to schedule out the teaching far in advance. And then we always give ourselves the opportunity to switch it up if we feel like the Lord's putting something on our heart that needs to be tweaked. So, um, you know, coming up, we'll be going through the book of John. Uh, then we're going to go through a series on the simple church. And then for Christmas, most likely, we're going to talk about the one thing. And so we knew we were going to talk about these basics and these sacraments. And um, so we had it scheduled out. And my son, Zeke, uh, was supposed to get baptized back in June. And, of course, the only day in the past six months or whatever that it rained, five months, whatever it was, uh, was that day. So he wanted to get um, baptized out at Sano. With all, and we said, you know, with our kids, we say, look, invite the people that you want to be there, the people that you've walked with, that have been mentors in your life or, or you know, your friends that you want to share this with. Because baptism, as we look in the Old Testament, New Testament, is a public profession. So if you... Uh, you know, the president, whoever this person is, when they get up there, they're going to put their hands on the Bible and everyone gets to watch it because they're making an oath, a promise. They're witnessing before everybody. It's a public profession. Uh, if you're witnessing in a court of law, same thing. Everybody's lit. You're going to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. Uh, when you're getting married and you're up front, the most important part are those promises, public promises, so everyone can hold you to that. And so with our kids, we said, look, this is, this is a public thing. It's not just going to be, you know, you and me. Hey, let's go over here and do this off to the side. Check it off the box. It's a public profession. So um, we tell them they can choose where. Do you want to do it at the church? Do you want to do it at the beach? Do you want to do it lake, pool, whatever? And um, they've chosen the, play, the beaches. So Keaton chose Riviera. And I've given background on the different ways to, you know, be immersed. Because I said, there's not... One right way to be immersed. And so Keaton decided, um, Keaton, how old were you? Do you remember? Was it 11, 12? You don't remember? Okay, neither do I. There was that impacting in our lives. <laughs> Both of us remember. It was like a couple years ago. And so he decided, I just want to run out, and I, wanna f I just want to go all out. I want to jump up in the air over a wave, flip, he didn't quite pull the flip, so he landed on his back, but he, that's how he wanted to do it. So we were on the beach, and he just took off sprinting and ran in the water. So Zeke has been asking for literally years, and it's that awkward thing, like, oh, are they old enough? Do they understand it? Okay, I'm 46 years old. I'm a pastor. I've been to seminary. I don't fully understand it. When someone makes the decision to follow Jesus, and they're like fighting for, like, no, I want to follow Jesus, and this is what I'm supposed to do. Don't get in their way. The other thing you don't want to do is go, hey, you're going to follow Jesus. Hey, you want to get baptized? Hey, you want to get baptized? Hey, you should probably do this. So don't be talking to your spouse or your grandparents or your kids. Like, hey, you're going to do this? Hey, like, it's their decision. You lay it out for them. Um, but they have to make that decision. And once they make that decision, you know, I don't know if you got it or you understand. I mean, you have to make some kind of understanding, but I don't fully understand it. But I knew at, that, at those ages, Zeke was saying he was doing it for other reasons. He was doing it because he felt like he needed to wash away his sins and the baptism would do it, or 
He saw everybody else doing it, or he, he liked it when they clapped, and hey, look, everyone's stoked when we do this. I'm going to do it. Um, or he'd see people, you know, like a, a mass movement of people to getting baptized. He's like, I'm in. But it was his decision. And so um, this week at Sano, like I said, didn't plan to teach on baptism and him being baptized. He just happened to fall on it. And I was like, whoa, pretty cool. So um, this is him. Uh, something's been wrong with our projection unit, so it's not as good as it would be. But that's him with his arms out like this. So his decision was, I want to paddle out. And we had this ridiculously huge longboard. And he goes, I just want to sit on it and fall over into the water. And I was like, all right, however you want to be immersed. And so we got there. And next thing I know, he's standing up on it. And he's got his arms out like this. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on, Mr. Jesus? Like, I didn't say that, but he's standing up like this. I'm like, what's he doing? Like, is he trying like, hey. And I was like, whoa, this isn't a performance. What are you? I'm thinking all these weirdnesses in my mind are running through there. And he just, you know, people on the beach and the people that paddle out, he just fell forward the full-on belly flop and just went boom, right into the water and just sunk down had that full slap sound and everything to add drama to the deal. And it was so beautiful because it was, it was, it matched up with the words that he shared on the beach. Everybody was on the beach and, you know, he had, he made his public profession. He said, guys, you know, 12-year-old Z, I, 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 I believed in Jesus, but I've gotten to the point where I wanted to make a decision to follow Jesus there was a difference. There was a difference when I believed, but now I'm following. And it was much like the words of that guy, Scott. You're going to work for Jesus, but I can't make him. But it's the most beautiful thing to see that happen. For you. There's nothing more beautiful than to see your children on their own make that decision. Now, as those who've walked with Jesus for a while and followed him, it sounds easy, but it ain't easy. And so his mom and I said, hey, we're going to be here for you through this journey because it will be a journey. And um, Stephanie prayed before we went out, before the uh, belly flop. And she prayed, and she prayed for a while. And uh, by the end of that prayer, I was crying. Um, and she was crying. Not only because he got to be baptized, but because I got to... She said this, she goes, because his dad lived long enough to be the one that baptizes him. Because I had asked him, you know, he might not want me to baptize him. Hey, I want this person, I want that person. I said, Zeke, who do you want to go and baptize you? I mean, because, you know, you have all these, these leaders in your life. And he went, you, duh. And I was like, of course. And he walked away, I'm like, I'm going to baptize him. So I want to bring it full circle. Why baptism? There's all kinds of answers in your groups. But as we look at the scripture, if you confess and trust and believe that Jesus is the boss, he's your Lord, then you get baptized. And then once you're baptized, it's that moment where you get to work. Regardless of what your vocation is, you get to work following Jesus and he's your boss. And everything that you do reflects him being in charge. That's why we get baptized. In the middle of August, we, and we do them every couple months, but in the middle of August, we have baptisms. Um, most likely, it's going to be after this, and we're going to go to someone's house from the church who has a pool. We have a few people at the church that have a pool. 
If you ever want to offer your house up for that, you're welcome to do that. We have a few that have offered it. So we're working out the scheduling, but we're going to go and do that baptism. It's a public profession. It's what we do. And so if you've confessed Jesus as your boss, as your Lord, if you trust that he lived, died, and rose again, you don't have to have it all figured out. It doesn't matter how old you are, but if you figured that out, let's do this. Let's be obedient and be baptized. We're going to do that the middle of August, do it every couple months, but hey, one's coming up, why put it off? If you're ready, you're ready. Hey, if you're like, hey, I'm not following Jesus, what's this about? Hey, you don't have to worry about it. First of all, you have to decide, wait, who's this Jesus guy? Is he who he claims to be? That's your journey. But for those who have gotten to that point where you're like, I'm ready, let's follow through. So you have those connection cards. If you're ready to be baptized, put that on there. Ready to be baptized, contact me. Because, and we will contact you. So don't be like, well, why are these people emailing me, calling? What's the deal? Because you wrote it on the card. So um, I'm going to invite the worship team up. If you guys could stand with me. And I'm going to lead us in prayer. The offering is going to come around. It's uh, for those that call Branches home. And if it's the easiest for them, uh, for their offerings, and that's why we do it. Um, let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you uh, for pulling us out of our comfort zones, for making us have to think and wrestle, but also for keeping it simple, Lord. You said it was the right thing to do, and we trust you even when we don't understand everything. We want to live a changed life, but yet we get baptized because you've changed our life. You've saved us. We don't need to do it for salvation. We do it because we're saved. And it's a reflection of that. Thank you, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. I would have bet $100 when I heard that he was talking about baptism that he was going to do the Nacho Libre clip. I'm kind of worried that you're not baptized. And throws the guy's head down the water. But he took, he took the newer, fresher route on the YouTube clip, <laughs> which is really cool. But a um, few things. We're going to have the offering baskets go around. And um, also there's going to be a space over there for people who would love to pray for you. If you need prayer or want to make confessions or any time in the next couple songs, feel free to do that. And then um, we're going to play a few worship songs with the idea of kind of acknowledging... <clears throat> Uh, what Jesus has done, how we are saved, and then kind of moving forward in that and being obedient. So here we go. Um.